What's up, everybody? You're listening to Dr. Cam in the Traffic Jam. And before I sign off today, I wanted to leave you with some words of encouragement. Now, y'all know I love answering your letters and questions, right? And most of the relationship questions I get have a core theme to them. Questions like, how can I stop wanting someone who's bad for me? Or how do I reject the person when I really only want to reject their behavior? Interesting enough, this issue is not a relationship issue. No, baby, it's a personal issue. (laughs) It's a personal issue that applies to almost anything we want to change in. Change almost always means a process. And we will refuse the process of change because a part of that process is letting go. And nobody really wants to let go, do they? Letting go has more to do with us than what we're holding on to. See, listen, psychotherapist Lori Gottlieb once said, change and loss often travel together. What that means is you cannot have change unless you're willing to endure the loss. This is why so many people who want to change eventually don't. They're not willing to lose. They don't want to let go of the thing in them that continues to get in the way. Listen, whether you draw the line at the new year, the new month, the new birth date, or the new day, if you ever want to cross that line into something new, you'll need to take off something old. This is Dr. Cal signing off. Creators Kenyon and Takar Martin and Martin Solutions Group Media presents Unmasked. Hey ho. Hey ho, let me in. Okay, here I come. Girl, what is up? What's up? Come on in. Okay, so I've got potatoes cooking right now. They're almost done. And then we've got bacon and chicken sausage in the air fryer. Cool. And I've got everything we need for the mimosas. Oh, girl, I've needed this for so long. Listen, as much as I love being a homebody and staying in the house all the time, I cannot tell you how much I actually miss having the option of going outside, you know? Yeah, but mostly I just miss sex. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you this way with your nasty self? See, there you go judging me again. You're celibate by choice. I'm celibate because these streets are trifling. It's a daily struggle suppressing this hoe inside me, okay? (laughs) Girl, speaking of sex. Oh, God. Here we go. Must we, Jay? Hush. How are things going with you and your man, Obi? Who you're not having sex with? Jordan, we are good. Believe it or not, his law firm has him busier than ever. I haven't even gotten to see him that much. Yeah, that's all sweet or whatever. But people are dying every day. And y'all not doing it? What kind of man 
especially one as fine as that dark-skinned African Mandingo is, is not tripping when he's been dating a beautiful woman for a whole year. With no sex? Be real with me. You think he's getting some on the side? Oh my God, Jordan, listen to you. Look, we are fine. Obi is fine. And we are in no rush to do anything, okay? Anything. All this worrying you're doing about me, worry about yourself. You get them boo-boo stains cleaned up out of your bed yet? (laughs) (laughs) Ew, you are so wrong for that. Girl, I threw the whole mattress set away and bought a new one, okay? There was no way I could sleep in that thing again. See, I can't even blame you for that. I'm still in shock by that entire situation, to be honest. (laughs) Same, girl. Same. Okay, serious question, though. Ah, what? Do you miss sex? Like, even a little bit? (laughs) Of course I miss sex. And not just a little bit, a lot of it. Okay? I just don't miss the drama that came along with it. Like, the raw, naked vulnerability that allowed me to miss all of Jackson's red flags. Like, his sex had me so spellbound, girl. He could have me looking at a blue sky, and I promise you he could convince me it was purple. Like, that's how jacked up his sex had me. So, I, after seeing what I went through and what I became being with that man, I can't let that happen again. (sighs) Come on. It's been a whole year with a sexy, fine African man with a sexy British accent. Ken. If he ain't had you spellbound just by whispering in your ear, I think you're on the other side of whatever Jackson did to you. Maybe it's time you let your guard down. And your panties. (laughs) (laughs) You're one to talk, Miss I'm suspicious of everybody who tries to holler at me. I am. Men come to kill, steal, and destroy. (laughs) Oh, you quoting scriptures now, Jay? It's the enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what I said. Men. One more serious question. Oh my God. I'm done talking about sex, Jordan. No, seriously. What are you going to do now that you don't have a child? Girl, I don't even know, Jordan. I'm, it's kind of getting scary because I'm putting my resume out there. I'm putting feelers out there, but people are being really tight with their budgets. And Savvy paid me well. So the last thing I want to do is go into a company and take a step back, either in title or financially, like what I look like. Going to law school probably would be the smarter thing to do. Please, going with your heart is smarter. Girl, that's what you say, but my father, this man literally said he's going to cut me off if I don't go back to school. Kenya, you're 35 years old. You own your own home. You're brilliant. You are the boss of badassery. Are you seriously telling me that you're afraid of daddy cutting you off? Listen, you don't get it. The whole purpose of a Nigerian child's life is to make their Nigerian parents proud. If they don't have anything to write home to talk about to say how amazing you are, like you are a failure. You're nothing. You are garbage, rubbish. You're right. I don't get it. But you're putting your dreams aside so daddy can pat you on the head and say good job. I can't even argue with you, but it doesn't make this decision any easier. I'm going to need to talk to my therapist some more about this. Well, whatever you decide, I got your back. (laughs) Thanks, girl. 
surrounded by my feelings I'm stuck on a fabric Well, I bet I perish It won't 40 acres She wants the horse and the carriage A portion and portion of garbage I talk to the mirror I know that life's not the fairest I lost my count I can't pay off the bills With the blessing I sure I relate to the red page It's feeling like money is everything Money is everything It's everything I need Till I lay my eyes on you Good afternoon, Kenya. How are you? Good afternoon, Dr. Makari. I'm okay. How are you? Very well, thank you. And thank you again for agreeing to do video therapy. I care for my parents, so I just can't take the risk of exposure to COVID. Oh, I completely get it. No worries at all. All right. So, Kenya, how have you been since we last spoke? Fine. There goes that word again. What? Fine. It's your default word for self-preservation, and I'd like for us to work on not using that word so it doesn't become your demise. <laughs> there will be no demise here, Doc. I'm fine. I'm okay. For someone who has lost her job and whose father is preparing to completely cut her off, I think I'm doing exceptionally well. Are you still having a hard time with that decision? Who wouldn't? Well, what's the hardest part about making this decision? <laughs> the idea of actually saying out loud that I'm not going to do what my father wants me to do. Not actually making the decision, but verbalizing it. You're afraid of using your voice? Yes, exactly that. Okay, what would it mean for you to finally go after what you want? <laughs> That's not any easier to answer. I, I still don't really know what I want. Not really. At least. That's the beauty of it all. The discovery. You've always typically gone along with the path of least resistance because it was easy. Expected even. That That's not exactly true. I went to work in marketing instead of the law. And that wasn't what was expected of me. Right. That was your escape. Something all your own that no one had any say in. But if I recall, you told your father that you were only taking this job so you could pay for law school. So everyone around you still had expectations of you doing what they saw for you. Going into marketing just bought you time. <sighs> yeah, but I think at the time, I did mean it. I didn't want a bunch of debt, so I went into a job that would pay me enough money to save and be able to pay for law school. And then the longer I stayed... It just got easier to put law school off because I actually loved what I was doing so much. But now that you've lost your job, you can't hide anymore. Life is forcing you to make a decision. Are you going to give yourself the space to be the woman you want to become or shrink into who everyone expects you to be? Goodness, how you just going to come for me like that? I ain't even been here for five minutes. Dang. I'm not coming for you. I'm guiding you. When you go along to get along, it feels safe for you because you're never at risk of disappointing anyone. <sighs> so is this what you meant last week when you said I'm comfortable allowing my voice to be robbed? Yes, actually. Does it make sense to you now? It's starting to. We spoke briefly about your ex-husband last week when I asked you about men who you felt robbed you of your voice. He was, without question, the first person that came to your mind. 
but you stopped short of actually calling out what he did. Do you feel like talking about it with me? We we can. It It's just complicated to talk about because it's so freaking hard to understand. I've read so many books and blogs that have told me that he's toxic or even abusive. I've even read that one of the characteristics of an abusive person or a toxic person is that they do rob you of your voice. But after talking to you, I can't help but wonder if he's intentionally trying to rob me of my voice or if I'm doing it to myself. How would you be doing it to yourself? I mean, it's like you said, I've allowed my voice to be robbed. But as far back as I can remember, that's how it's always been. How do you mean? Well, put it like this. I was raised with a traditional church background with all the fixings of a male or Nigerian-dominated patriarchy. I was taught to be respectful. And most of the time, for a woman at least, respect was synonymous with silence. And now, especially when things get hard, silence tends to be my default. And so trying to figure out if someone is silencing me or if I'm defaulting to silence is like asking which came first, the chicken or the egg. Right. And I can see where someone could get confused, but there's a difference between doing what's expected of you out of respect and being forced to silence or suppress your feelings for the sake of control. Hmm. As a child, you're being taught respect and boundaries. No one ever tells us that as an adult, you're now supposed to be exercising your right to require respect and demand boundaries for yourself. And if you've never been shown how to do this for yourself, you simply continue to do what you were trained to do as a child in adulthood. Not knowing how to transition this practice actually makes you more vulnerable to abusive or toxic relationships. Wow, that is heavy. I don't even know how to process that. I am almost 40 effing years old and I'm still finding my voice. What is with that? There is nothing wrong with finding your voice later in life. There's actually nothing new about it, but the only way to find your voice now is to practice challenging the things that seek to silence you. I swear, adulting is so ghetto. <laughs> Can you give me an example of a time where you didn't feel like you were allowed to express your feelings, but you should have? Hmm, well, after our last session... My ex-husband called me. Okay. Well, aren't you going to ask what we talked about? If you'd like to talk about that, we can. But first, I want to bring your attention again to the fact that he's the first person that came to mind just now. Like, immediately. Do you see that? Well, yeah, but we were just talking about him. So wouldn't it be natural that I continued with the theme of my ex? <laughs> okay. Okay, we'll, we'll go with that. When you heard it was him on the other end of the line, how did you feel? I felt all over the place, honestly. I was nervous. I was confused. My heart was racing, wondering why this man was calling me. And then for a split second, 
It was almost as if I forgot we were divorced and my heart skipped a beat. And then I started panicking again. And it wasn't that I felt silenced by him per se in that moment. It was as if I was paralyzed and I couldn't say all of the things that I have been practicing that I was going to say to him for years. Does that make sense? It does. But the goal is to make it make sense to you. So let's do that. Take me back to that day, that phone conversation. What happened? Hey, pretty girl. Who is this? Oh, come on. You forgot my voice now. (laughs) Kenya. Jackson, why am I hearing from you? We haven't spoken in four years since the day we walked out of court after our divorce. What could you possibly want? Come on. I miss you, Kenny. I think this is the part where you tell me you miss me, too. Look, I don't really know how to say this. But I've been going back to church and God has really been dealing with me. I was trash when I was married to you. I see that now. And in my prayer time this morning, the spirit told me to call you. Yeah, the devil is a spirit too, Jackson. Come on now, girl. I'm trying to sincerely come to you. Heart in my hand, you know. Hmm. And what happened to Luca? We're no longer together. We both realized our relationship was a mistake. Shortly after my divorce from you. And well, she got offered an amazing job opportunity back home in Canada. And I didn't want to stand in the way of her dreams. That's interesting. What is? You you know what, Jackson? It doesn't even matter. I'm, Jackson, I'm glad you're back in good standing with the Lord and all, but... But nothing, Kenya. I'm still crazy about you. I realized that I wasn't who you needed me to be. All you ever wanted to be was partners. And I can admit that your drive intimidated me. I always felt like I wasn't good enough to be standing next to you. And how is that my problem, Jackson? If my memory serves me correctly, you always make me feel like my ambition, my growth, was somehow a punishment to you. That's what I'm trying to say, Kenny. It was never your problem. It was me. I should have been happy being by your side. I should have supported you. Cheered you on. You you know what I'm saying? I'm in love with somebody else. But you'll never love anyone like me. I'm your husband. I'm always going to be connected to you. Jackson? Kenya. I have to go. Hey, you. Are you enjoying this episode of the Unmasked Podcast? Then do us a favor and go leave us a review. We can't grow without the support of listeners like you. Don't worry, Kenya and all her drama will be here when you get back. And what happened after you hung up with Jackson? Honestly, I cried my eyeballs out. What do you think made you cry so hard? I don't know. I haven't cried like that since the day I decided to leave him. I thought he stole all my tears. What about him makes you cry? 
he just makes me feel so out of control. He says things, no, the way he says things, even if he's lying, he makes me believe him. He makes me angry. He makes me love him. He makes me hate him. And then he makes me feel like he wants to hear me, like he sees me, finally. And has he ever made you feel like this before? <laughs> oh, so many times before. And... And what? And every time he made me feel like that before, he would turn right back around and break my heart. Break me. How so? Oh, God, so many ways. The other women, his constant hunger for praise, attention, or affection. No matter what I did to love him and support him, it was never enough. I transformed myself in so many ways to make him happy. But every version of myself that I created for him became another reason for him to dislike me. By the time I left that relationship, I honestly didn't even recognize myself anymore. But four years later, he still has the ability to make you see him differently than who he's always been? Who he's consistently been to you? Yep. Do you still love him? <sighs> yes, but I hate him too. What is that? Like, seriously, I'm in love with somebody else. Obi is amazing, but Jackson? That man is a walk-in Mary J. Blige song. Kenya, love is not a monolith. It's not linear. It's not obedient. It doesn't just stop because you say so. He has become your habit, and changing relationships doesn't undo the habit of him. Hmm. He was my habit, huh? I've never heard it put like that before. How does that terminology make you feel? <laughs> like I'm two steps shy of being a crackhead. But it also kind of helps make some sense of the madness going on in my brain, too. So I get it. Right. People tend to believe that ending the relationship is the hardest part of the breakup. The decision itself is easier than what comes after. And if you bury it or go all badassery to get through it, you're never truly breaking that connection to them or the habit of them. You're just suppressing or avoiding it. Yeah, until it unexpectedly unearths itself and destroys your whole life. I don't want him to be my habit anymore. Our time is up today, but next week, we're going to begin a process to help you honor the love you have for him while unlearning the habit of who he became to you. At the end of our time together, I want to inspire you to learn new habits for healthy love in all your relationships. Believe it or not, this can even help you with the dilemma with your father, too. Baby, why'd you have to love me, love me like that? I gave you my heart and you tore it apart Don't know why you had to hurt me, hurt me like that Cause now I'm messed up, drinking non-stop Just trying to forget you and everything we said But I can't seem to get these thoughts
Hey, babe. Hey, love. Are you busy? Not really. Just cooking dinner. What's up? Oh, yeah? What are you making? Oh, I kept it simple. Just some sweet potatoes, some cut-up Brussels, and some chicken. Wow. Simple sounds delicious. Listen, I know I've been busy the past few days, but I'm dealing with damage control from all these concerts being cancelled. There's a lot of contracts that I either have to read or rewrite. Oh, it's fine. I know you've got a lot on your plate. I do miss you, though. I miss you, too. Have you given any more thought about us uh, quarantining together? I have, and I, I don't think it's going to be a good idea, Obi. Us being in each other's space like that, I really don't want to be tempted. <laughs> oh, so you don't trust me. <laughs> it's not you I'm worried about. You like walking around with your shirt off, and your muscles whisper dirty things to me whenever I see them. I don't need that kind of struggle right now. <laughs> 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 oh well, alright. Then we should probably start being a little more careful about our surroundings and who we're around. If you want to be able to still see each other, I mean. Of course I do. I won't survive not seeing you at all, honey. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Well, go on and get to your dinner. I'm going to call my parents in London before it gets too late. I love you. I love you too. Jackson, what are you doing here? Huh? How did you know it was me? Look above you. Now smile. You're on camera. Oh, wow. You always did love the high-tech stuff. Jackson, why are you here? I'll keep saying it, Kenny. I miss you. Kenya, you know, you know him. him. You know you his know games. games. Don't let him in. Don't let your guard down again. So you're just gonna leave me standing out here? Kenny! Hold on, Jackson. Oh my god, Daddy, you picked the worst time to call. Hello? Ahuna, how are you? Look, I'm, I'm good, Daddy. Listen, now is not a good time. I need to know what you're going to do about school. Have you given it any more thoughts? <sighs> Kenya! Ahuna! Breathe. Just, Just breathe, breathe, can you? So welcome to the fire.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Unmasked, written and directed by Takara Martin, executive produced by Kenyon Martin and Takara Martin, starring Takara Martin as Kenya, Kenyon Martin as Dr. Cam, Oluwatobi Oladipo as Daddy, Tanji Green as Dr. Makari Rose, the therapist, Timba Robin as Obi Okafor, Felicia Dunn as Jordan Thompson, Brian Dives as Jackson Hart. Audio production by Takar Martin.